Hello, everybody, and welcome back for episode five. Oh my God, hi! Long time no see. I know it's been, it's been, it just feels like it's been a while. It's been like a really long week, but yeah, it's, um, it's been a long week. It's um, it's colder. It's almost as cold as Antarctica here right now. Yeah, yes. Last the polar vortex of February 2019. I don't know. Gross. Um, but yeah, February. Nick, what's February? Oh my god, it's February, which means it's Women in Horror Month, which I didn't know was a holiday until today. Um, I mean, I mean, for us here, it's it's a it's a holiday every day. I mean, yeah, like honestly, all we ever do is celebrate strong, independent women, um, and so yeah, it's it's horror movie eternity at Copulators Die First. But um, now that I know this is a holiday um that's an official holiday i will certainly take advantage of that all the way through the end of february um but yeah it'll still be business as usual it's not like we have to strain to find a reason to love a strong independent woman um not definitely not in this house no definitely not um and huh so before we get into the meat of this episode uh i have what i would call like the first round of nick's correction corner um okay yeah so um if you recall in the episode about it was episode three about house of a thousand corpses i was talking about how um i went to visit ashley with her sister drea and we you know were in some East Bumblefuck, Pennsylvania area. And we stopped at a food store that had a subway in it. And so Drea, hi girl. Um, <laughs> she she was like, you know, you missed a lot and or I have to correct you on something. So I said something about her hair being like multiple colors. Um, but at the time her hair was actually just blonde. So um, apologies for potentially uh making your hair feel bad um (laughs) never mind sorry your hair feels bad um and then the other thing was she was like don't you remember that the cashier had a stump hand and i was like no i don't remember the cashier having a stump hand oh but like that only further drives the point home that we were going to be in a real life horror movie if we didn't get the hell out of there with our subway sandwiches. Oh man, I'm sure they're like the 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 male cashier fellow was just like standing there like toothpick in the side of his mouth, wife meter mean, like hiked up past his belly button, like what are y'all kids doing around these parts? And it's like I mean, Ooh. Oh, no. This is probably all everything that happened in real time. And I probably blocked it out because I was so traumatized by the experience. Like, I mean, it's Western Pennsylvania. Right. So um, that's the first round of Nick's Correction Corner. Um, And also, hi, I am feeling better. So I have a voice again. Um, You sound great. That's really exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you've got your mucus under control. Oh my god it it, it was it, it was also a struggle. It's been a really hard January of 2019. You know, it's been a it's a real long year. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's been a whole fucking year. I don't understand. <laughs> it reminds me of that uh, 30 Rock situation where she's like, "Man, it's 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 been a week," and 
Baldwin. It's just like lemon. It's only Tuesday. Like yeah, that's that's January. It's only Tuesday. Oh, lemon. Yeah. No. As I grow more and more, uh, I find at some point during the week thinking it is a day later than it actually is, and it's always a punch to the stomach because I. <laughs> Shaka Khan. That's all I have to say. Shaka Khan. Uh, Shaka Khan of the system. <laughs> oh. Um, okay, actually, ah! that reminds me. Um, we were talking about, this is completely random, but if we had joined a, um, a roller derby team, <gasps> oh, okay. my, my, my name would be Shaka Khan. <gasps> oh, I like that a good one right because you, everyone's like, name would have to be diva themed obviously yeah 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 i mean like have you okay i've had this conversation with leanne um have you like picked out like what your drag name would be i have multiple options um, okay give me give me at least one or two i just want to know so my original one was tara masu oh that's so good but you know as as a homage to my italian heritage but tara masu exists now Oh, she did not a couple years ago, but now she does. And you could have cornered that market. No, and then I, I didn't. I didn't steal the Instagram name when I had the chance. But then uh, I went through a couple different ones. Um, for a while, I was thinking about Reagan Voorhees. Um, oh, good. A very horror themed name. It's very on brand. I mean, yeah, honestly. very, very much on brand. Um. And then as of late, I've been going with Donna Winter as an homage to my absolute favorite diva of all time, the the disco queen, Donna Summer. Um, but obviously, I don't want Donna Summer to be my drag name. And I also like Winter more than Summer. But also, it almost kind of sounds like Wintour, like Anna Wintour. So Donna Ooh. Winter. That's like, that's, that's really multi-layered. Yeah, many layers. It's a, lot, it's a lot more clever than I would have come up with. Um, but I, like, I don't know. Now I'm starting to lean towards wanting to use like something horror-ish again. Like I, I do like the first name Reagan. Well, yeah. Um, but I don't know if I would go with Reagan Voorhees. Although mm-hmm. that's a pretty good one. I don't know. We'll that's see. pretty good. I'm yeah, sure you I- could come up with some. Have you ever actually like in real time considered doing drag? Yes. Um. I have. We actually, we have a friend um, who uh, he has just recently started to live out his drag dreams in reality. Beautiful. Um, Shout out to Eric and Sam. Hi. Um, But uh, our friend Eric is the one doing drag and and, uh, his drag name is Fritzy Valkyrie. Ooh. Um, It's a... I, I think it has to do with his Viking heritage. Oh, that's fair. Um, that's pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, I have definitely thought about it. And I feel like at the beginning of every new year, I'm like, this is the year I'm going to at least like put makeup on or something. And then it hasn't happened yet. But I mean, 2019, baby, like we started a podcast, like things are a change in. There are a lot of good things coming for 2019. And also you're... Based on, like, planning and timing, you should be here in about six to eight weeks. That is true. So in, about six to, so in about six to eight weeks, 
honey, please raid my wife's like makeup collection. She oh will doll you up. She's God. got all the good shit. So Can this be a planned part of my visit now because yes. yeah, make um... me a bearded queen and then take pictures. Because I mean, I where were we going with that? Oh, drag um, name. We were talking about drag, drag name. Drag names. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, well, because it's our because it's our podcast and not yours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 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 oh, some announcements, mayhaps. Um, mm-hmm. Collaboration with Cult Classic Mania. Uh, stay tuned. It's going to air seventeenth, Nick. Yes, the seventeenth. Uh huh. Seventeenth. So we're going to be getting with Matthew sometimes the next couple days and figuring out some logistics. Yeah. But um, other than that, uh, we're going to try and just do women-based horror movies this month because fuck it. Right. Except for when we discuss the thing with Matt. But as my husband, who is an LGBT studies graduate of college, um, has informed me, um, there are many theories about how the thing being an all-male cast is actually a theatrical um, commentary on toxic masculinity and or something about gayness in general and or the AIDS crisis because it came out in 1983 or 85. I mean, Um, we're just on brand unintentionally, so uh, that's okay. We don't, yeah. I mean, we, we live our lives on brand and we don't even know it sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so anyway, enough about us. Like, hi. That was a, that was a good catch up. Um, um, okay. So for everybody that's been listening this week, we are doing, oh, I want to say it's tied for my favorite horror movie. If you really want to classify it as a horror, I don't really care. But um, it's The Craft. Yeah, baby. I am not so low-key obsessed with this movie. Uh-huh. Um, it's, I want to say it's like almost 25 years old now. It, it uh, came out in 1996. Yeah, the same year that the Spice Girls were like at their heyday of popularity. Okay, mm-hmm. so can I tell you um, that you were just the king of segues because my notes are entitled, um, you know... Something about the uh, Spice Girls. How I, is that even possible? I be, Because we're just best friends. That's how it happens. Oh, my God. Okay. Like, so like, um, do you want to start? Do you want to start talking about uh, Spoopy Spice herself, Nancy? Um, yeah. I mean, I really just want to go with the flow of this conversation. I'm sure you have far more to say than I do. Um, so let's just start at Nancy and go from there. Okay, so so, Nancy, Spoopy Spice Nancy. As somebody who has not seen this movie all the way through in the 23 years that it has existed, give me your first impressions of Nancy. Yeah, so so now I have seen this movie twice all the way through. Both times were extremely enjoyable. Um, I don't think I realized how harsh the shift in Nancy's crazy is until I watched it the second time and then I was like oh this bitch real crazy and then I was like now I understand like it it takes a very 
good actress who's probably actually like very nice in real life to play crazy like that. Oh yeah, I've heard like I've never personally been to a horror convention, but I've heard the couple that she doesn't do them too often because it's like, you know, it's a, an emotional strain to be that confined to a structured schedule for a couple days and having to be social, but I've heard nothing but positive things about her as a person. Yeah, no. So so Nancy is, I mean, I mean, I will say that I feel on a personal level, I more identify with Sarah than Nancy. Um, oh, that's fair. But like Nancy, I like, yeah, I get it. Like, I totally get it. And like, she is like every gay boy's aesthetic in the 90s. Like they, she is who they wanted to personify and be um like nancy has inspired like everything t-shirts drag numbers uh screen names you know Ugh, jealous Instagram handles i'm so jealous why didn't i think of these things mm. like i think arthur told me that one of his friends instagram handles is um i bind you nancy Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, like, I get it. And, like, yeah, like, I I think for me, one of the best parts about Nancy is, like, how quickly she snaps once she has, like, the power of Manon inside of her. Balls to the walls. Fuck nuts crazy. Like, she is, oh, my God. It's, like, it's, like, alarming how quickly she snaps. And it's, like... Um, if she was able to go from zero to 60 crazy that fast, how come nobody has been paying attention to her? Like, I mean, she goes to like an upscale preppy, you know, Catholic high school in LA and like, okay, so that brings me to another thing real quick. Um, they go to an upscale preppy high school in LA, Mm -hmm. but Nancy lives in a fucking trailer in LA. Right. So how, where does that happen? Exactly. How how is she affording to go to this school? Is she there on scholarship? Like probably I would think not. So. But so yeah, like so like that's a very valid point that I didn't think about until you just brought it up. But um yeah. Also like also like location-wise, where are you going to find a trailer park in LA? Yeah, she definitely lives on the outskirts of somewhere. Yeah, like, she's probably in, like, Reseda or something like that. Yeah, I don't know geography like that, but yeah. sure, that's totally sure. where. Sure, Nancy. But, like, the, the other thing I love about Nancy is how her hair gets bigger as she gets crazier. Oh, yeah, it's because it's so full of secrets. But, like, well, spells and... Yeah. But, yeah. um, like, by the time her hair has reached its full volume, that's when I love it the most. And it's, like, so 90s. It's so it's moosey, so and it looks so crunchy. And she has the studded choker on and the black lipstick, and she's like, don't fuck with me. And there's the outfit she wears to the party where she does the glamour to look like Sarah. That is, like, peak Nancy to me. Like I agree. Like, oh, man. flowy she... black fabric. Like, I am every goth woman. Don't fuck with me. But you can you can see where I'm coming from where I watched Night of the Demons and I was like Angela, oh, is that you? Yes, no, absolutely. Like like she's she's like she's basically Angela Light, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she's Angela if she hadn't been possessed by a demon but with some type of astral 
Wiccan powers of the universe, you know? Yeah. Um, but, like, the best thing I like about her once, like, before she goes, like, full-on, you can't leave the coven and not die crazy, but just, like, I, um, I, I, I protect my girls crazy. Um, like, she has this air of, like, don't come for me unless I call for you. Oh, yeah. And, like, that type of female, like, energy is, like, so... It's just the best. Like, I don't know. Oh, my God. So, yeah, like, I get it. Like, I get I get Nancy. I get why she is such an icon, not only in the horror world, but, like, specifically in, like, the queer gay world as well. Like, she a bitch. She is my ninth grade hot topic fantasy. Like, I wanted mm-hmm. to be Nancy to the T. Like, girl, yeah. she is a gorgeous human. And I'm so glad sh- they cast her <laughs> for this movie because I I'm honestly, maybe because like I've seen it so many times, I can't imagine a single other person playing that role whatsoever. Yeah, no, I think it was one of those like times where like, it was all the stars aligned because like everything, like everything about her in that role, like is pretty perfect. Like I can't think of another actress in that time frame that could have played Nancy. You know what no. I mean? Right. Like, right. Now maybe I could like think of a couple, but like they better not be thinking of making a craft remake because it does not need to be remade. It is I've, timeless. I've, I've heard that they're thinking about a craft remake and I protest <laughs> thusly. But anyway, um, on that whole coven thing, um, do you think this is also um, a take on gang mentality? Because literally, blood in, blood out. But also, tertiary to that, um, hi, you were just doing, like, a literal blood oath in, like, subsequent aftermath of the AIDS epidemic. Truth. Wouldn't y'all think, like, something better, you know, to do on a Wednesday? I mean, so... <laughs> I don't know much about true Wiccanism. I, I hope Wiccanism is the right term or just being Wiccan. Yeah. Um, but we do actually have uh, good family friends that are real life practicing Wiccans. We do go to some of their celebrations, especially like around Christmas time when they have Yule, where it's like the resetting of everything. Right. Um, and like most of, the witchiness to the craft, which I very much appreciate, is pretty accurate. Like they don't go overboard. Like Yeah, they um they actually hired a Wiccan consultant and the spells that they, they do of course. And the spells that they used are from what I've read in my research in the past are actually real. Yeah. And they've just kind of like changed it a little bit so that way it doesn't offend the Wiccan community for one. And it's um, it's like a gateway drug, man. I've I've helped call the corners before, which is why I was like, oh, this is this is cool. That's um, neat. All the iconography, like the snakes and the nature, and like all of that, like is very. It's it's pleasing to me because, like, I love nature, and that's why I also love fall, because I feel like fall is, like, a very special time in nature. But, like, all of that, like, of the earth, like, you know, bugs and snakes and the altars, the candles, like, it's all very, like, like it's exciting and it's cool. And 
Um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like The Craft is probably like one of the movies of the 90s that like probably sparked a big interest in like being witchy for teenagers. Oh, I'm sure. And it was also like pretty much right after like the satanic panic of the 80s. Like that was like a big thing that parents were like freaking the fuck out about like. Uh, you know, the Satanist Bible by Anton LaVey, that was like a big hop and seller. Um, this was right before like the Heaven's Gate cult situation. So it was like very like iconic time in the nineties of like, um, like culty things to be happening. Like, yeah. And of course, like at the end of the day, all of that very much was attractive to teenagers, especially when they're, you know, trying to figure out themselves because all of that feels like it's on the outskirts of, like, mainstream society. This this movie is obviously not just a cult classic, but, like, a good piece of cinema that everybody, for the most part, really loves. But I feel like it really does hold a special place in in the queer community, specifically for that reason like these are just like four girls experimenting finding their place living their lives and you know then of course nancy goes wackadiddle crazy and fucks it up but that's not the point like we'll get yeah we'll get there but yeah um... but like you know like like i i did feel a little bit of that excitement of like living my life through them like they're just like doing their thing and they're like finding their tribe and like just like rupaul says like or, well, really anybody, but RuPaul says it and he has the biggest voice at the moment. So, but like a big part of growing up is like you have to find your tribe to find yourself and to be able to like explore being yourself. So that was very much what they were doing. And like it was, it just all felt very genuine and like not like super like uh, movie ish or like, you know. Uh, it didn't like a- seem, it didn't seem too hokey to me, yeah, even in just, like. It was good. Even in the 20 times that I've seen this movie. And the first time I think I saw this movie was with my oldest friend, Brittany. So this episode's actually for her because this is her favorite movie. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Brittany. Um, Hey, girl. Hey. But, um, okay. So Nancy, uh, she is, you know, literally wrong side of the tracks, the whole thing. So she's got, she's got her little clicky click. With mm-hmm. um, Rochelle, who's played by Rachel True, you know, Bonnie, little old Bonnie lady. But uh, Bonnie's played by that hottie Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell girl, you know. Oof. Yeah, Nev Campbell, like, peak 90s everything. Was, like, this right, was this right before or right after Scream? I think it's right around the same time. I mean, I, I, uh, it's definitely the same decade. Let's look this up really quick. Because now I need to know. Oh, it was literally the same year. It was 1996. Uh, okay. I mean, that makes sense. I had a feeling it was either right before or right after. Yeah. Uh, December. Scream came out December 20th, 96. So it would have had to come out before Scream. So Bonnie. Bonnie's mm-hmm. covered in some some scars. Very, very visually and very internally. They don't really. Do they, they don't really delve into why she has all the burns. Do they? Mm-hmm. No, I've done some internet digging and everybody just kind of like, well, it is what it is. Um, Rochelle, I think, is pretty much the only or very one of probably like the one percentile in that 
private elite prep school. Yeah, she's the token woman of color. Yeah, I mean, maybe in the 1% of minorities in that school. Mm -hmm. So she's got a lot of shit that she deals with, especially from... She's on the swim team, so the other person on the swim team, Laura Lizzie, who is played by... uh, Jan Brady. Marsha Brady. Oh, oh, right. Oh, right, it's Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. It's not Jan. My bad. That's actually something I wrote down, too. I think I wrote down Jan Brady is a bitch. I mean, Marsha Brady is a bitch, but so is Jan Brady. But yeah. she's married to Ben Stiller in real life. Go figure. Christy uh, Taylor, I think her name is? I don't know her real name because for me, she's just always going to be... Uh, Jan Brady. Jan, no, well, Marsha. <laughs> but Jan. Oh my god, I'm so confused now. She... <laughs> Jan is the middle sister, so she played yeah. Marsha. Because yeah. she got her nose broken. Oh my yeah. nose. Oh my nose. Okay, alright, whatever. Um, I just so... thought it was wonderful that she yeah. was- a bitch in this movie that's that is my notes laura lizzie is a bitch yeah um she laura lizzie uses some very off-color language that i'm not going to repeat oh my god yeah no i was god yeah i was like ooh, i don't how could anybody write that in a script i don't know and then we have uh miss sarah bailey um can we talk about that wig real quick <laughs> yes oh <laughs> <laughs> so, um, sarah bailey wore a wig <laughs> uh-huh yeah she did um, and we had a conversation about this while I was watching it the second time. And I, if I remember correctly, it was because I don't remember. what What's the actress's name that plays Sarah? Uh, Robin Tooney. Right. So she had shaved her head for Empire Records? Question mark? Uh, question mark exclamation. Yes. Okay. So, so everything that was a follicle on her head in this movie was a wig. False. She had falsies False. on. False. Okay. All right. So, um, I mean, for the most part, again, I didn't, I didn't notice it until the second time around, but anytime there was, you know, like witchy nature wind or, um, especially when she does the glamour where she makes her hair blonde and we have to get into the glamours because that's, we will. Oh my God. But regardless, um, oh, you could tell it was wig. Oh, that was and um, and when she glamoured that blonde business. Oh yeah. Oh, it, it's horrible. It's very 1996. Well, right. Um, exactly. CGI. Yeah, because we have to back up a second and remember that this was the 90s. Um, so the the wig technology is not where it is now. No, um, that was no lace front. Yeah, that was no ex- exactly. That was it was effective for what it needed to be, but. I did like her as a redhead. I liked I liked her hair. It was again very nineties. Like everybody's hair, like for who they were in this movie, like was very nineties. Like obviously Nev Campbell, same haircut in every movie she was in, very nineties. Oh, ever I think ever since she might have cut it, but it's still that same hair. Um, and then like you know, um, Nancy's hair, very nineties for like quote unquote like goth girl like punk girl like whatever like she slicks it back whatever but at at the same token when she makes it big and poofy same thing you know it's very robert smith of the cure and i oh it's iconic it's beautiful there's probably some weird stuff hidden in there like like you said spells but so like (laughs) like i totally like, like the whole artistic plot of this movie if you will is just like 
so spot on, so like exactly like hit the nail on the head. Like, don't even get me started about the soundtrack. Like the soundtrack was so fantastic. Like I was just like, this song is like not only so 90s, but it's like so like it makes perfect sense. And um, uh, I did I did search for the soundtrack after the movie was over just to make sure that it was on Spotify. Is which- it? I forget now, so give me one moment, please. Oh, okay, that's fine. Um, but regardless, we can. Uh, if my phone unlocks, it doesn't. There we go. But yeah, so like everything about this movie was just so perfectly '90s. Okay, so I don't know if the actual soundtrack is on here, but somebody made the craft. Oh no, wait, it is music from the motion picture, the craft. It's here. <gasps> I know what I'm listening to tomorrow while I'm cleaning my house. Oh, it's not all the songs, though. It's only five of the songs. Oh, that's okay. It's better than none of the songs. Yeah. But, uh, of course, somebody already made a Spotify playlist with all of the songs on it. So, Surprise, it was me. It was me. Surprise! Uh, Surprise! Um, Okay, so Sarah Bailey, she's um, the new girl. She's from... She's originally from San Francisco, um, so she's very hip to it. She's very, like, this is not, like, a fish-out-of-water situation for her. I mean, maybe in the sense of, like, she's going to a private school. For the most part, she's kind of, like, she can she can mesh. She can meld. Yeah, I mean, I, I, would, I would say considering where they moved to, she probably was already going to a private school. But, like, like the first, like, the first impression that I get of Sarah is, like, how do you make air travel look cool and badass? And like she did it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we And go. I think it's mostly because of her air of like, I'm so over everything right now. I um, mean, that's that's my interior, but my face doesn't actually ever reflect that. I'm just a very excitable looking person, so I get it. I, I, I don't have to try to have a resting bitch face. Like, I, I just, especially when I'm traveling, like, I don't get bothered. I think it's also a mixture of just being like a very tall, large man. I don't get bothered. Yeah, have- you're you're pretty. Um, how tall are you? Like you're like six feet tall. I am. Yeah. So there's a literal one foot height difference between the two of us. Yeah. So you would just basically look like my, you know, tremendously large bodyguard ushering me through anywhere because I'm small and I always look like I'm scared. That would be a fun social experiment. Let's be uh, honest. So that's that's the um, spooky Spice Girls. We have Rochelle, Nancy, Bonnie, and Sarah. Mm-hmm. So they're all like hanging out. Sarah shows up, and then she's like eyeballing Skeet Ulrich, who is the '90s version of you know the poor man's Johnny Depp, who you know also in Scream with Nev Campbell. So we're getting we're getting a six degrees of Nev Nev Campbell going on here. True. 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 Yeah, and let me tell you that fucking Chris—he's a douchebag and a half. Well, him and all his friends, like, I oh yeah, especially the one that like always plays the stoner kid, you oh, know, Brecken Brecken Meyer. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Like, you're a teenage boy and you're playing a teenage boy in a movie, but like, who wrote his lines about like when they're in French class and he's like, oh yeah, like parlez-vous, I got laid. Like, no. Your teacher is not asking you if you got laid this weekend. I'm pretty sure the one guy that they're friends with, the tall one that, like, doesn't say anything the entire movie, uh-huh. I, like, IMDB'd them, and I'm pretty sure his name is legit Trey. Oh, God. So, 
you know, Trey, Trevor, Trent, Chris, whatever the fuck your names are. Y'all are assholes. Y'all are like the embodiment of every boy we went to high school with. You know, Sarah's trying to do her best to assimilate. And uh, she ends up like sitting by herself at lunch. And like Chris is doing that thing where he's like eyeballing her. And, uh, you know, trying to do his swoop in, make a move. And he's talking shit about, you know, Nancy and co. And he, quote, and calls them the bitches of Eastwick. And I was like, man, that's like your one clever thing you say this entire movie. Well, you know, that line needed to be said regardless of who had said it. It just happened to be his, you know. Yeah, yeah. Lucky him. Lucky you, Skeet Ulrich. Ugh, terrible name. His parents must have really hated him. Um, that's unfortunate. When when you enter the Actors Guild, you get to pick your name. Oh, and he so why did he? Skeet. Yeah, that's an interesting choice. <laughs> Choices. Choices. Yeah. Um. Okay. So then Nancy is like hanging out with. She ends up like waiting around for Chris while he's like playing football and like doing like the swoony swoony thing, and they're like. Nancy and Co is like, they, you don't have to, like, hang out and, like, watch him do this. Like, you're yeah. better than that. And it's like, good for you. Thank you. Yeah, lift each you, other up. You, you do know. not need no man to validate you. Yeah, you are all every woman. And oh. um, as we find out, it is all in them. But that's... Also, can we back up for a second? Because there's a line that Sarah's, I, I guess stepmom but i don't know if her and this woman this woman and her father are actually married or not but like her first line of the movie when they get into the new house and it's raining is nothing about the fact that like it's leaking in the house she's like some damask curtains will look good in here and i'm just like and we've never seen that woman since right like is that the only time she's on screen really i've never i you know what in all the times that i've seen this movie i thought this lady was like a fancy interior decorator like i don't yeah i I don't think she's on screen again like they talk of her again because of you know another glamour that we'll get to but she's not like actually on screen ever again this woman probably gets royalties for this movie and she had like one day of work it's probably $15 for every time I watched this movie. So I've bought this yeah. lady Starbucks plenty. Yeah. And she's welcome. You know? Yeah. I don't know her name, but good for her. Um, and then the other thing that I wanted to touch upon is I feel like there is a through line in this movie of like some, I don't know what the point of it was, but I feel like there is supposed to be some type of commentary on homelessness in America. Oh, perhaps. Um, because, like, it doesn't, like, we don't, like, the whole, the guy showing up at the door when they're just moving in with the snake doesn't make much sense in the grand scheme of the plot. At all, Um, because especially, um, like, they move in and it looks like they have this, like, grandiose, like, you know, Malibu-esque long driveway situation. So where did this hobo come from? Exactly. And, like, yes, he returns a little bit later in the movie, but, like, it's not just him. Like, when they're walking down the thoroughfare after they've gone to, like, the Wiccan shop, like, they tell Sarah, she's like, they're like, don't look at anyone, keep your purse on you, like, don't talk to anyone, Um, you're not giving anyone money. 
And then they like kind of get in a semi-dangerous situation because of the homeless people that are like running after them. So it's like, I don't know. It just seems like they could have used any device for that scene. Um, And it seems a little bit just intentional to me that they chose it to be homeless people and like how they were almost like, you know, diving onto the people with money. Like, oh, yeah. And I feel like that's also a very 90s thing. Um, Yeah, it's very 90s. Um, It's also sadly very current. uh, But mayhaps um, could kind of be like a skid row in LA situation is what I can maybe gather from that. Because maybe I'm just maybe I'm like diving too far into this diving, not being a purposeful use of words. But now I see where I went with that with Rochelle. But that's not the point. Mm -hmm. Um. So, yeah, I just wanted to touch upon it. I wanted to get your thoughts because I feel like it was very blatant to me that it was happening. Oh, it's very, very blatant, especially because it's like a prolonged situation, especially like what happens to that same homeless man that is in the beginning is like very tragic. And it's very it's very it's surprisingly very graphic for that time frame. I was like every time I watch I'm like, oh, fuck, I forget they show that. This definitely pushed the envelope a little bit, you know, with, yeah. with all that stuff. But regardless, so we didn't we didn't push too far back or forward with that. So so anyway, it's after school. Sarah's like, maybe I'm intrigued by this dude. The bitches of Eastwick are like, you're better than that girl. Let's hang out and get some froyo and also right. some steal some shit from this Wiccan shop. Right. And Sarah was like, mm, I think we're better than that. Like we can pay for this. Like right, yeah, and. And that kind of just sets the tone for her overall character compared to these other young ladies that she's hanging out with. Because Nancy's Nancy's the HBIC or mm-hmm. HWIC head witch in charge. Ooh. But like she's sh- I get it, Nancy. You come from a not so great background. You got a rough home life. But, like, get a fucking job, dude. Like, you're basically robbing from a small business. Don't be that asshole. Don't do that. Right. So, um... Steal from Walmart like everybody else. Right. Like, that's that's 100% a small <laughs> business situation. Like, yeah, don't... Steal from a corporation. A corporation? Corporation. Steal, steal from a corporation with my Elmer Fudd. Um, <laughs> The gay Elmer steal, Fudd of this podcast. Yeah. Like, if you're going to steal, go to, like, Walmart, like you said. Like, not Target, because I like Target too much. Yeah. But, yeah. like, yeah, go go steal something from a corporation that's not going to recognize that something's been stolen. Um, not that we're like, condoning shoplifting or anything like that. Yeah. But, but don't steal from small businesses specifically. Yeah, don't do it. Sarah's like, okay, I'm going to get this journal and these candles and then they're talking, um, her and the owner, and she, like, hands her an extra book. Like, was that, like, just faux free? Or was she going to pay for that, too? Um, mind you, that book was called The Craft. Ooh. Ooh. Um, but, like, I was, like, I, I was hit in the face by the total that the woman gave her. She said $20. No, wasn't it? Was it 20 I thought it was 50 no, she said $20. I'm pretty sure it was 20 Okay. Because I don't think I would have been hit in the face and been flabbergasted if it had been 50 Because I'm like, I don't care if it's 1996 or now. All that shit is not worth $20. She just no. got a really fucking good deal. 
Yeah, that's like you an know? Amazon Prime deal. But also, um, now that you mentioned slash, I forgot that the book was named the craft that she gave her. Uh-huh. Um, that touches on my brother Dylan's least favorite thing about movies is when they mention the title of the movie in the in in the movie. Right. I I can <laughs> I can relate to that. I mean. I feel like with this movie, it wouldn't have made sense if they didn't at some point bring it up because like Sarah needs to learn about the craft and like, what is the coven and like, what is a witch and like, what, like, what are you respecting? Like, are you what, like nature and you know, all the things and da, 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 da. And, and on that, uh, on that note about that bookstore, Mm -hmm. since we're on the same page, huh? bookstore Feruza Balk is actually Wiccan in real life and eventually purchased the pagan store she frequented to do research on her role as Nancy oh my god of course Uh, yeah I mean I mean real life Angela is a pet psychic so who the fuck knows man Yeah, yeah I mean by the way by the way speaking of Angela slash night of the demons Mm -hmm. the actress who played angela uh-huh manages the official the night of the demons instagram account <gasps> shut up can we slide in her dms well she liked our hostess with the mostess no she did not yeah <laughs> did you wait to tell me this um because i forgot until right now <laughs> oh my god i'm so excited um and yeah. she yeah, so like so like at um at like horror conventions, she hangs out with the the woman who played Suzanne all okay. the time. Uh in Night of the Demons. Um Shut up. Yeah. Her and Susie Q are BFF IRL. Right. So obviously oh. I immediately started following that account because I was like, Oh my god, what is happening in life? Oh my um, god. but yeah, I we're gonna this. we're gonna have to craft a a D- oh my god, I didn't even mean to do that. I didn't even mean to do that. Oh my god. Oh my god. Anyway, oh we're gonna have to <laughs> we're gonna have to craft a little message to slide into the DMs with and be like, hey, you should like listen to our podcast because we just talked about you and it was like really good and we like love you and you should come on the podcast. Oh my god, and then we can get a picture with her <gasps> full circle. But Wait, anyway. Not even that. If she if, if we if we do it in person. She can tell us what our animals are thinking. Oh, my God. I really want to know what Lucy is thinking all the time. I know Linus is thinking about trash, but, like... Like, I'm pretty sure Luca at all times is just, like, get the fuck out of my way and or feed me. Yeah, that's um, Gus. Yeah, but also, but... let me let me devour your face with love and affection. Exactly. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I had another, I had another note, but, um, help me Jesus. Oh, Rachel True was uh-huh. actually 30. Wait, when she, in this movie? While she was filming this movie, she was 30 years old. Shut up. She, <laughs> is she, is she actually like. She was actually 30. That's fucking ridiculous. What type of no aging serum is that woman using? Witchcraft. Jesus. Um. <laughs> Not Jesus. Um, not um, Jesus. Uh, wow. Light as a feather. Can we talk about that? Light as a feather, stiff as a board situation. Yeah. Yes. It's one yes. of my favorite scenes in the movie because they drop Rachel True and she's like, "Ow, my butt!" And yeah. that's that's me constantly because I'm always falling down. Oh. Oh, oh. yeah, it happens. But like, <laughs> oh my god, that 
That is such an iconic scene for for '90s CGI. I was that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like that was really good CGI for the '90s. I have a question. Okay, I might have an answer. Yeah. So you know how Nancy's like the weird girl at school, like she's the head weird girl, like bitches of Eastwick, whatever. Uh, whatever. They also talk about how she's like a total slut. So, oh, um, Nancy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did, I, I, did I say I, someone else? So how, how does that happen? How, how does that happen? happen? How does that happen? I don't get it. I really don't get it. Right. I There's a lot of problems with that. Because typically how high school would go, um, speaking from experience, because we've all been there, if you think someone's weird, you're not going to want to touch them, like, at all. It's like a whole another psychological thing that we're not going to dive into, because that's really yeah. complicated, other than, you know... Um, Chris just being a piece of shit. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it's that she got pushed away from being like a quote cool girl because she was the one that gave him STI. Oh, could be. Could the STI be like magic? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I mean, magic. Yeah. Um, But, and then she, he was like, she's weird and gross. And so, like, really, you know, being a teenager and getting bullied pushed her to be an outcast. That's, I mean, realistically, 90% of the people that I know that have been bullied, hi, myself, um, it's because, you know, they were looked at as being weird. And it's like, hi, I'm, so. I am one of the funnest people I know. So well, like, honestly, <laughs> like we had so much freaking fun in school. Like, I don't know. I'm just like, like, I'm thinking about... Like, um, the Lindas and the Caitlins in my Ooh. class and, like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Elizabeths, like, all the generic names that were, like, you know, pretty and blonde or, like, semi-vaguely ethnic and, like, were very pretty so the guys liked them. Like, sure, they were popular in school, but, like, they're the ones now that don't have any extracurricular activities going on because, like, they never, like, developed personalities. They're also not making a podcast <laughs> with their best friend, so they can suck it. Yeah. I mean, we have all of that going on. <laughs> you know? Also, this brings me to one of my most important notes since you brought it up earlier. There was a drag version of The Craft directed by Peaches Christ. Oh, my God. Yes, there was. Yes. Starring Cher Needles. Uh-huh. Peaches herself. Yeah. Alaska fu- Alaska Thunderfuck and the Caftan Queen herself, Honey Mahogany. Oh, uh, I wonder which one Honey Mahogany played. No, Sharon Needles was Nancy. Also, was Peaches Christ Sarah? That's from when I'm I'm I pulled up the poster, and it does appear that Peaches Christ is Sarah Bailey. Gotcha. All right, and then obviously, so that. I mean, okay, I guess like so that means that that means that um Alaska was Bonnie. Yeah. So I guess I could see that. Sure. It doesn't look bad. I'll send you this so you can look I at mean, it. here's the thing. I wish I lived anywhere in the California area, like California slash like Seattle, Portland area where they put on all these shows because I would be going to see all of them. I mean, the um, great thing about 2019 is that this is our year, and we can take that trip if we want to. I mean, we could. Um, this this is our year um, to to grow 
and do and succeed and um, probably eat a lot of pizza. That's all I need in life. Yeah. Grow, succeed, and eat. That's all I want. I mean, um, 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 let's see. Where were we going? Um, we were talking about... Chris being a piece of shit? Yeah. Okay, so... So they were doing the light as feather, stiff as a board thing, and like they did the blood oath, and then there was that iconic, you know, we are the weirdos, Mister. Yeah. So, um, you know, they're in like some weird field in the middle of central, southern, northern California. I don't fucking know. They don't right. say. And 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 the song that's playing in the background is literally called the witch's song. You know. And they're like, and they're like, um, they're communing with nature, which is yeah. very important for their type of magic. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, there's like, I don't understand how they become BFF so quickly. Movie magic. I mean, there's not really. They, there's they, they don't really establish what the flow of time is here. So it could have been months. Um, I feel like it's probably more like weeks slash a week. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know they, they drink of their sisters. Um, they they pronounce their intents. They pronounce their intents, and then and then butterflies come to visit them because it's a sign of Manon listening. Yeah, so, so. so they do that, and then they're you know they're getting a little diving a little deeper into their witchy powers because they've completed their uh you know their four corners. They are representing the four elements Mm -hmm. so they're kind of just um you know they're just they're completing each other they're they're living their lives they're coming into their own they're 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 realizing what they they want um and then and then like anything in life um they also realize that every action has consequences um, Very quickly, like yeah. Sarah being like, oh, hey, Chris is such a douchebag. I'm going to make him fall in love yeah. with me just like, out of sheer revenge. Right. Again, I definitely, out of all of them, um, feel like I, I most uh, have, what is the word I'm thinking of? Is it referential? Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Because this movie's not very referential. This no. movie makes other movies referential. Let's it's be factual. But, it's factual. Um, so, yeah. What is Nick's vocabulary word that I'm trying to think of? I don't know. Um, regardless, um, I feel like I have the most in common with Sarah. Um, more I can see that. Um, and things like that. Uh, and now I lost where I was. Oh, no. Oh, right. So I'm like. With this dude, with this like football jock dick guy, Chris. Um, Chris, um, like she's she's beautiful, and like maybe she doesn't fully know that yet because she's dealing with a lot of shit in her life. But like, oh, Sarah's got a lot of internal girl. emotional turmoil. Right. That girl, you know, she, whew. right? But like, I don't know. I just we know you could do better. I feel like she knows she could do better. Like, a guy, if they said to me on the first date, I like your head, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out of there. Like, get out of my house. Goodbye. It's very shapely and symmetrical. I enjoy, you know, your cranium as a whole. Yeah. And, like, we know where this is going. Double entendre bullshit. Double entendre can be the vocabulary word for this episode. Yeah. Um, 
uh like oh get God. out like go away yeah. never come back you know oh he is um, such a garbage person but he i mean he is the the cinematic embodiment of every high school boy right i get it i just i hate him um i get it but i hate it exactly so so there's that and then she's like so yeah so she's like i want i want to love myself and i want chris to love me and i'm like oh no that's not gonna go well um and like honestly like rochelle's thing was like pretty okay like i mean she then she called out marcia brady by name Laura Lizzie, you dumb bitch. Yeah, I mean, that was probably her downfall there. But, like, otherwise, her intent was, like, pretty pure. Um, um Basically, she just wanted to be treated like a, you know, like a fucking right. person and not like, like an asshole. Exactly. Like, she should already be being treated because she's fucking gorgeous and I'm jealous of her hair. Oh, um, beautiful. I, I'm, I'm always jealous of beautiful, bouncy, curly hair. I, I will always be um you have great hair my hair i whatever i do have good hair like i i'm very lucky to have thick dark italian mediterranean hair but good there's for your genetics way to go yep yeah, mm-hmm. there's just something about curly hair that fascinates me so much i know i know um actually fun fact my mom wears her hair really short because if she doesn't and she grows her hair out she gets a fro does she really? I've never she seen does. your mom with long hair. I mean, I've known your yeah. mom for 15 years, and she has had the same haircut for the well, last 15 years, probably longer. But so, so just picture it in the 70s, my <laughs> mom going out to roller discos with her oh, in college. Oh my god! Um, that's why she loves disco so much because that was her era. But th- she had a fro back then. Like it was, it, it was like a, it was like a tiny Barbra Streisand fro. Oh my god! Um, my that's hero. what her was. Yeah. So when she didn't want to throw anymore, she cut it short, and then that's the way she's worn it ever since. But Jamie, my sister, and I, um, we don't have like J- Jamie's hair is like pin straight. Like she has no curl to it. Like mine's a little bit wavy if I let it grow out a little bit. But like, why didn't I get the fucking curls? I don't know. Thanks, Chuck. Thank- yeah. Fuck you, Chuck. Fuck Chuck. Um, Chuck. But um, oh man, Camille the roller disco. That's like something I'm gonna take to my grave. That's like my favorite. Like it's like such a good like it brings joy to my heart to think it's about. Such a that. good imagery because like your mom, out of the many years that I've known your mom, she's always been like I wouldn't say serious, but she's very easily agitated. Oh, and, and she's <laughs> she's she's a by the books kind of woman. Right. She wants she wants no shit. My mom is an intense bitch sometimes. So she's an intense bitch all the time. Yeah. I love your mom like a second, third mom, but like, whoo, she's yeah. a little scary, like in a nice so, way. Right. So it it brings a genuine giggle to my soul to imagine Camille with a bouncy fro doing a roller disco because right. she's not that kind of lady. Like just like remember remember Thorgy Thor's roller skating um, runway. Like, uh, yes. Yeah. Like, like the knee high socks, like the little booty shorts and like the, the tank, like that's what I picture. Like I see my mother going to the roller disco with the girlfriends, her fro, she's bopping, she's listening to disco. I mean, it's perfection. Um, Camille, but we are so far off topic now, but love you, ma. 
Well, we'll circle back. Yeah, so they do the spell, and then, like, they're like, it's not working. Okay. This is we talking, weird. Yeah, we were talking about Rochelle's hair. That's how we got to curly hair. My mom having curly hair. Right. So then, cool. so then Bonnie is like, I want to feel beautiful on the outside as much as I feel on the inside. Um, hashtag, I want my scars gone. Um, and then, like, this is where, like, first red flag for Nancy. Like, she just wants, she wants it all. All the power because okay, so all. from what I've noticed from the several times that I've watched this, when they each pass the goblet around and they each take a sip when they're talking about their intentions, Nancy fucking guns it. She chugs it like oh, Charlie yeah. Forty hands right to the face, like the right. whole thing. It's right. like you just drank all of your fl- friend's blood. That's gross. Right. All like, of it. Maybe maybe a part of the ritual is they had to finish what was in the chalice and she technically went last, but like she was okay with it. Like she was down in that shit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. all that grape juice and blood. She was all about it. She was like, Oh, I'm getting this. And then that's our first sign of like, oh Nancy <sighs> Nancy's uh she she's feeling some type of way. So she she is power hungry. She is um, she's got very little to no regard for anybody else but herself. Right, yeah. Which and- I I get it from what we surmise, from what we learn about right. her home life. She's got to watch out for herself because right. she does not have positive parental figures in her life. Yeah, I mean, she, ha- she has her mom. Her mom is Grace. She is a big fan of Connie Francis. These are all Huge. good life choices. But... Being with that man, not a good life choice for her mom. I don't think they ever say what his name is, but it doesn't matter because he's a piece of shit. So it like, like she Rick or something. Oh, it doesn't. Knows. It, it doesn't matter. really doesn't matter. It one hundred percent doesn't matter. But so like you know, she's like you get a glimpse of her home life and like her stepdad. It's like a pervy fucking weirdo, gross motherfucker. Yeah. So like in that instance of like her you know, feeling herself and feeling all of her powers, she not only sets the toaster oven and their matchbox of a trailer on fire, but she basically kills her stepdad. She gives him, like, a heart attack, and he's gross. He's, like, groping on her ass, and, like, the mom was like, cut it out. Like, just stop. But, like, she's not very, like, forceful about it. She's kind of, like, naughty, naughty, don't do that. Mm-hmm. And it took me until the second time to realize that he didn't have a heart attack just because he got scared of the microwave short-circuiting. Like, she made it happen. Oh, like, I think it was very unintentional. It was probably, like, a stress reaction. But yeah. the amount of power that she was exuding caused him to just drop dead. Oh, yeah. So, so it happened. And, like, and, I mean, also, like, she was already pissed that it like, basically, her thing came true last out of all of them. So, like, she was already pissed because she was waiting so fucking long. Um, yeah, like, Nancy, um, not Nancy, I'm sorry, Sarah, when she gets to school the next day. Like, yeah, instantaneous. Yeah, like, Chris is, like, following her around like a puppy dog. And she was like, well, why did you say all that shit about me? Because it's not true. And he was like, oh, well, uh, I'll, like, I'll tell everybody. I'll tell everybody I was a liar. And she was like, okay. And Bonnie's like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? So he's, like, following her around. They, like, walk into the church, which, like, I'm surprised Nancy just doesn't fucking burst into flames already. Um, Yeah. um, 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 So he's, like, puppy dog Chris. And he's like, 
you know, little bitch boys following her around, carrying her books. And my favorite part of that scene is like she he's like carrying her books and she's like, Oh, Bonnie's too. She has a bad back. Yeah. <laughs> bad back, Bonnie. Yeah, so yeah. I mean she knows what she's doing. She's like, yeah, oh, gonna- oh, she's got Christopher wrapped around her little finger and she's gonna but listen, it's not all it's all not all fun and games. Like it it quickly spirals out of control from just being like a love spell to <laughs> full-on stalker status like he shows up at her house at i don't know what time way past their bedtime it was like three in the morning or something yeah and he was like sitting on her garden wall and like cyrano to bergerac like you know serenading her like humpty dumpty like fall off the wall bitch like and like he's just sitting there and he's like talking to himself but talking to her and one of my notes says chris is a full-on lesbian because he just he's rambling and he goes do you want to move in together like oh, oh chris oh and then her dad like comes out with a flashlight the one of the three times that you see mr bailey yeah, yeah. and he was like can i help you and he's like no nobody can help me and i was like oh god if this isn't like just like a euphemism for like teenage you know romance and an infatuation i don't know what is yeah and like oh my god but you're oh it it almost it almost humanized him for me that you said he was a lesbian (laughs) it's just it just reminds me of that age-old lesbian u-haul joke of you know the third date you rent the u-haul yeah, I mean, Arthur and I moved in together after six months, so a lot of our gay guy friends did joke that we're lesbians, but... Oh, yeah, because that's, like, that's like soon for gay men. Quick. But, like, like we knew. Like, if you know, you know. But to yeah. be completely honest, um, so number one, Arthur's friends were, like, mostly lesbians oh. up until, like, a couple years ago when I introduced a little bit more men into his life. Um, and then also like our overall social circle also grew a little bit and there's more guys in it, but, um, there, here's a little known fact about my husband, Arthur. Um, there was a short lived dating show on Logo when Logo was a baby network called the setup squad. Okay. And Arthur was the subject of one of the episodes. (gasps) Shut up. I want to see this. Um, You really can't find it anywhere. The only way I watched it was one of our friends, shout out to Emily and Erica, had recorded it on their DVR when it was on randomly one day. Um, But the whole premise of Arthur's episode is that he couldn't meet any guys because he was always hanging out in lesbian bars. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um. Okay. So, like, Arthur really is, like, half lesbian. I get it. I get um, it. But, oh, so, yeah, so whenever whenever I hear someone, you know, uh, discussing someone's love for someone else as, like, oh, they're a lesbian, it just, it warms my heart so much. Because um, you think of your lovely husband, and you're like, oh, he's such a cute little lesbian. He's such a cute little lesbian. <laughs> oh, Arthur. Oh. Yes. Oh, man. So Chris is a lesbian and he wants to move in with Sarah after yeah. knowing her slash swooning after her for like 12 hours. Right. It, like, it's been yeah. like approximately 12 hours. Um, yeah. uh, uh, Rochelle is like, hey, um, Laura Lizzie, I want you to be as ugly on the outside as you are on the inside. 
Um, granted, her hair starts falling out and she's kind of gross looking. And it reminds mm-hmm. me of like the creepy gross old lady in the shining in the bathroom. <gasps> is that a is that a nod? Mm, I don't know. Maybe, don't know. maybe not. Who knows? I don't know. She, her her hair kind of reminds me at the end, um, kind of uh like uh, uh the guy from Rocky Horror, the the Oh Oh, Riff Raff. Riff Raff, yeah. Yeah. Like she has that hairline going on. Oh yeah, that's um, good. Maybe it's a nod to that instead. I don't know. I hate The Shining, so it doesn't matter. Um, I haven't um, seen The Shining no. in a very long time. Uh, um, um, my sister loves it. I don't know. I'm probably going to have to watch it again. I feel like I should watch it. but um, We'll get there. We'll get there eventually. So, so she is ugly on the outside. Um, so Bonnie is going through gene therapy yeah, to get her scars removed. I want to know your thoughts on... Um, ideas on that because okay. you know, hi, that's your wheelhouse. But secondly, this is um, this is what my note said. And quote: Bonnie is a baby bitch and can never get a tattoo. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm glad that you felt like I was going to have an opinion on this because I do. Um. Yeah. So, first of all, she has scarring. I don't know what type of gene therapy they're doing that would help with her scarring unless they're doing like some type of stem cell therapy, maybe. Um, Regardless, I had the opposite thought of you in terms of like the needle situation, because I was sitting there thinking what type of like Terminator robot taking (laughs) over the world bullshit are they doing to her? Like Skynet. Skynet is yeah, like, why is there this needle on an armature? Like, why can't you just inject it yourself into her scars? I don't understand what's going on. Um, and like, I understand like maybe wanting to get like full coverage of her like scars with whatever they're injecting into her. But like, I'm going to let this one go. Cause this is a really fucking good movie. Um, and that's like, not really a major plot point. Like, because ultimately, we know the gene therapy is not what made her scars go away. It was her magic. So, it was magic. That was it. Yeah. Um. So, oh, yeah. Um. Back to Nancy's gross, creepy stepdad. He dies. Right. He has a sweet insurance policy for $175,996, which in 2019 dollars, <laughs> right. it is $275,000. I looked. I checked. So, they're a cool quarter mil rich. Um. Yeah. They move into like a swanky, gross-looking condo. It's very bland, very boring. Maybe they should hire that, um, you know, interior decorator stepmom from the beginning. But I don't know. I feel like she'd just make it more drab in there, to be honest. But Ugh, it's all white. That's just not my aesthetic. So like she, uh, she's like, oh, I got to do this thing, and then um, her mom is like, uh, got my my jukebox full of Connie Francis records. Yes. JK mom, you're lame. Um, we're going to go hang out in my room and we're going to go do magic. Um, so this is when the first glamour starts. Oh so, yes. so Sarah does the thing and she's, she's, she's doing her witchy magic and she's got her hands over her eyes and they're like, I don't, I don't know what happened. And she's like, they're brown. They're usually green. And they're like, Oh, oh okay. So, um, they're doing the thing. So then she does that cool hair glamour thing, which my wife always says she wishes was like a real thing that she could do. It was just like, 
whoop and like swoosh her hair and it's like a different color because that would be great yeah of course i mean that would save a lot of people a lot of money and time so yeah and like nancy's being a little piss pot about it she's like it's not even that cool like she's like she's like friend jealous that like her her friend has like cooler powers than she does and like yeah well you know she's just being bratty nancy she's just being nancy she's just being her um and then she's like, Nancy says, like, oh, can I have a smaller ass? And I'm like, bitch, you should be lucky you have an ass. Like, don't ask so, for a smaller does ass. She even, does she even have an ass in those I mean, I don't crunchy know. pleather pants? Like, when do we have a chance to even know that? Like, I don't think we ever really do. Because if it's not those crunchy pants, then she's wearing, like, big flowy garments. And, like, either way, we're not seeing that ass. So. And that, um, that uh, schoolgirl outfit. And I like when they're backtracking back to that... Um, uh, light as a feather, stiff as a board. Bonnie's like, I sprained my finger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, um, Rochelle is not that fat. Like, no, clearly you don't know fat people because. Right. Yeah. Um, like, try to try to do that with like with like me. Like, yeah. let's see how that yeah. works. You know. Yeah. It's not. That'd, it's, be, that, that'd be some real type of fucking magic. You know. So- so then, like, Nancy's got a, a touch of the powers, and she was like, let's let's turn this motherfucker up to 11. So then they trudge on down to the beach, and they all have their uh, their little aminals in jars that represent the four elements. And, of course, Nancy has a snake. Snakes are spooky. So... Um, so they're doing their, their thing, and then Nancy gets struck by lightning, and listen, this is it. All hell is breaking loose. Right. And and so so backtracking a second, though, I will say I do appreciate that the shop owner was, like, kind of being the magic Nazi to Nancy because she knew Nancy was up to no good before she sold that book called Invoking the Spirit to Nancy because she upped to the price. Like, like that's the other thing. So, so... Sarah got all that stuff for 20 bucks. At least I think she said 20 bucks. But then the Invoking the Spirit book was $25. And I feel like the shop owner said $25, thinking that Nancy was not going to have $25. But she did not realize that Nancy was now, you know, semi-affluent. Um, so she had $25, you know. But um, yeah. I feel like she was trying to be the gatekeeper there. And and. In my head, she was, like, being the magic equivalent of the soup Nazi, like, no magic for you. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, so then, like, so then they're doing that weird thing, and, like, Nancy is, like, power fucking crazy. Yeah. And, like, Sarah's like, mm, I'm not keen on this. Like, I need to I need to take a step, step back from y'all. I need, like, a break. I need a friend break. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. then she goes to see the magic Nazi, um, and, like, she's got, like, this like, cool secret room in the back where she does all of her magic, like, with runes and protection spells and the whole thing. Yeah. And she, she, just, talk- she, knows a, she knows a lot about Sarah. Like, oh, Which this is ring- weird. Which right. is like, weird. This ring was your mother's. Your, your mother was also a witch. Can't you feel it? And, like, clearly, no, she can't because she would have not been surprised by all the things you were saying if she knew what you were talking about. Right, um, right. Yeah. And like, so like Nancy's like a fucking nutball. Like she like, I guess I guess that was like that explosion thing was technically a glamour, right? Because like she oh. didn't actually cause an explosion. Yeah, it was a glamour, and I think it was all three of them combining their shit together. And um, so like, also like f you Bonnie and Rochelle for like just being sheep. Like 
fucking shame on you. Yeah, shame on you. You could have all, like, maybe they didn't want to leave. I mean, obviously they didn't because they were like, you know, like Bonnie's feeling herself. Now she's like, like also, obviously, like she wasn't wearing a push-up bra in the beginning because she wasn't feeling so good about herself. But like, did they pad Nev Campbell? Because like her boobs like suddenly were humongo. Oh, maybe. Um, I don't know. But, like, regardless. So, like, Bonnie's feeling herself. Like, Rochelle, I guess, is just, like, having a good life now. Like She's just feeling of... accomplished that she yeah. got, she got living, something like, out of it. Yeah. She, she's not having, like, a constant struggle at school, living, like, um, a race, like a, a, a racial existence from day to day where she's, like, feeling like an outcast or whatever. Like, whatever. So, um maybe they're just like they they weren't ready to let go of what they had but like sarah wasn't a, like she wasn't saying she wanted to let go of what she had she just like wanted nancy to like stop the fuck down nancy roll, you know like yeah, yeah. Calm the fuck down fire drill nancy calm the fuck down fire drill so then they're um mom 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 glamours and then uh Okay, so Chris is, like, harassing her, and he's, like, hey, not Nancy, he's harassing Sarah, and Sarah's, like, fuck it, like, I'll meet you, just leave me the fuck alone, like, this is it, so this is, like, super gross Chris, and he's, like, he picks her up, and he's, like, trying to mac on her, she's, like, listen, like, no means no, so she gets out of the car, and he chases her down and proceeds to attempt to sexually assault her. Yeah, that got super rapey, super quick. Yeah, it went from zero, like, infatuated to rapey. Like, if I can't have you, then, I mean, I guess I'm going to have you. Um, so yeah. then after that, after he attempts to rape her, he goes to a fucking party. Because if that doesn't speak about rape culture right. in this country, right. I don't know what does. Right. Fucking men are fucking gross. When we talk about toxic masculinity, we are only propagating the issue when, anyway, we're not going there. Um, so then, uh, Nancy shows up and she was like talking to Chris and she's like putting the moves on Chris, which is weird in itself. And it doesn't, it's pretty self-serving right. and it has nothing to do with her, like right. being a good friend to Sarah and be like, exactly. I'm going to get revenge on him. You know what and I mean? She like, she like totally goes there like, Oh, I'm going to help you out by like scaring the shit out of Chris. But like a part of my plan is to bone him first. Like, no, that's totally selfish. But, like, what does it say about Nancy's self-esteem that she had to use a glamour to look like Sarah to get boned? Like, I get that Chris is obsessed with Sarah right now because of the spell, but, like, still. She was, like, going on and on and on about how they used to have good times or whatever, trying to reminisce on whatever weird like sexual romance they had for a very short-lived time and he was like yeah if you want to fucking try and bite my dick off again so it's like okay nancy you've always been a freak but now it's worse because you have all of the power by the power of gray skull like oh she, God, yeah she's a mess and like just to pause for one second obviously sarah like well, the, the actress who played Sarah in order to make that scene had to wear Nan- Nancy's outfit to like make it believable and whatever with oh, the yeah. glamour thing. Um, Sarah looked really fucking good and all that. Like she looked real good. Way to go, Robin Tooney. Good for uh, you. Anyway, n- you know, here nor there, but yeah. Um, yeah. So then, you know, Nancy's like really going off the deep end. 
Um, and then like, again, like, is she just being selfish and trying to just like flounce around her power or was she really trying to like help the issue of like, Chris is not going to hurt another girl. You know, that's debatable. I feel like she was just going fuck tongue crazy and she wanted to hurt someone she didn't like. Yeah, and, like, the feminist in me wants to, like, believe in in the good part of Nancy that wants to get revenge for Sarah because Sarah is her friend and, like, you know, she feels bad for, you know, Chris being shitty to, like, Sarah and pretty much every woman ever. But, like, also, sidebar, I think she was just being, again, self-serving and wanting to, you know, weird flex on Chris. Right. And, like, honestly, I don't care that Chris ends up dying. No, not Um, not at all. I have no feels about it. No qualms. No, but, I mean, like, Nancy shouldn't be killing people, you know? It was really well done, though. Yeah, like, it was, you know, and I love the whole, like, her dragging her feet across the floor because apparently she can fly now. Like, Oh, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, And this is, like, the first time that her hair is, like, totally blown out witchy-witchy, and she does that, like, super like kind of creepy um like crazy person smile thing oh because she's all teeth anyway oh yeah like uh Feruza, what's her name Feruza bulk yeah shaka khan Khan. yeah um she just yeah she's she's that girl like i want to be friends with her because she's i want to be friends with her in real life yeah that's like my ultimate Ultimate goal in life is to be friends with Fruzabalk and the entire cast of The Craft. So I can just be like, hey, you guys remember that time you were in this movie? That's like my absolute favorite of all time. And like, listen, we've heard it every single time that we hang out. Yes, yeah. we remember. You were like, you, you were seven. We remember. We'll be like, Ashley wants to hang out tonight. Ugh, I don't, don't want to hear that story again. No. She's no. going to talk about The Craft again. Yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, they kill Chris. Chris is, you know, thrown out the window. Really well shot. Um, mom, mom, mom. so they're doing the thing, and then Nancy's and, like, "Um, no, that's fucked up, and that's wrong. Like, we're not gonna do that. That's not what we decided we were gonna do, right? Like ever. That was never our intentions. Our intentions were never to hurt anybody, just mm-hmm. to better ourselves. Because right. hashtag women, you know, women helping women. And then Nancy's doing that, like I can make stoplights change thing, and they're like. Almost, they almost die, and I'm just like, oh, girl, like don't don't gamble with your existence, you know. Don't don't gamble with other people's existences either. Yeah, just don't do that. Like, be a responsible driver. Like, ugh, I can't with that. Like, don't text and drive. Don't don't witch and drive. Like, don't, don't witch and drive. Don't witch and passenger. None of it. So no. like, Sarah's like, I I've had enough. Like, I need like a sincere friendship divorce. So they're like icing her out, but n- and so she goes home, and they're like calling her and they're harassing her, and she's like, "Just leave me the fuck alone, just stop." Yeah. So she gets home, and like they make her think that like her dad went looking for her back in San Francisco, and that she tried to kill herself again, and like the whole thing. Um, because Sarah's Sarah's got her own demons. She's got her own mental health issues. Like, she didn't grow up with a mom. It's just been her and her dad. And, you know, her dad's all she's got, pretty much, from what I can tell. So, like, they glamour a 
plane crash onto the TV of her dad's flight crashing. And that, I think, in my opinion, is, like, by far the most fucked up part of this movie is, like, you're literally trying to make this person feel like everything that they have is gone just so you can say you won. Right. And, like, also, like, Nancy's not joking. Like, she wants Sarah to kill herself. Oh, fully. Like, she initiates it. She tries to murder Sarah. Like, Sarah's freaking out in her house and, like... Nancy and co like show up and they're like trying to like scare her. So like Nancy shows up and like basically slits Sarah's wrists for her, writes a suicide note in her handwriting with another glamour. And she's like, um, sure as fuck looks like your handwriting. So like Nancy runs up the stairs to her room because she's fucking scared, man. And in the beginning, she's talking about how like, I guess, you could say it's like a prolonged anxiety attack that she's had her whole entire life. Like, and every time that she has an anxiety attack, she pictures bugs and snakes and everything that terrifies her. And what the fuck does Nancy do, but fills the house with glamours full of snakes and cockroaches and, and bugs and all kinds of shit that like scare the shit out of her. Meanwhile, she's like bleeding out, like running through her house Mm-hmm. And she, like, runs up to her room and, like, the whole thing. And she's, like, basically laying on the floor of her bedroom dying. So she, like, she's, like, laying there talking to her mom, basically. Like, this is it. Yeah. But, like, there's just not, like, and this is, like, probably, like, kind of gross to say. But, like, there just, there wasn't enough blood, you know? like No, I understand. I don't know why she's, but, like, I get it. Like, Nancy slit your wrist because she knew that you've done this in the past and she's a fucking cunt right now. Um, And, um, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, so another thing, like, why is it that only now she suddenly can sense her mother was a witch and, like, all these things? Like, maybe it's because of the stress, but, like, I feel like the shop owner in some way, like, had some type of connection with her mother, like, or maybe it's just, like, a witch thing that, like, they can all sense each other or something, like. Yeah, maybe it's, like, um, like, throwing the net out for, like, the the coven kind of thing, like, you know, calling the corners, but, you know, calling all witches, like, one of ours needs some help. Yeah, but, like, so why is it right now that the picture of her mother starts talking to her and, like, don't be afraid and, like, I get it, you're dying. So, like, maybe that's what it is. But, like, if the plan was to always empower your daughter by showing her that she was a powerful witch to begin with, maybe you should have done it, like, before this event was happening. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we're talking about a dead mother here, so we're not going to get any answers, but whatever. So Sarah is, like, laying there, and she's, like, talking about how... It's almost, I think it's pretty much the same spell that they used in the beginning to bring everything back threefold on the, on the people that hurt them. So she's like, fuck it, y'all gonna get it threefold. I don't know where Sarah's dad got all these fucking mirrors in the house, but Bonnie and Rochelle are like chasing after her the whole thing and they stop at the mirror and Bonnie's face covered in Freddy Krueger burns and Rochelle has the riffraff hairline and they're like, "Mm, bye, we're ugly and we're leaving. 
Right. And like, so that like you, you back down that quickly, like it's not even real. I mean, like, I guess they don't know that it's not real because they're looking in a mirror and they're seeing this, but like, I feel like it was a very nineties thing to have a lot of mirrors in your house. Um, I do feel like the type of place that would have a lot of mirrors though, would be that like apartment with all the white walls. Like that's very nineties. And they lived like in a, California buy a vineyard like giant terracotta pot house. Oh know? yeah. But it's so, made like, of leaks. Made of yeah. leaks. I don't know why they needed all of those mirrors, but they 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 serve their purpose in this storyline. So Oh yeah. Whatever. So uh, Nancy Nancy's like doing her hover bitch up the stairs and she was like, they're it's final showdown. And um you know she just uses her like nice lady magic to uh, put Nancy in her place. Yeah, and she makes Nancy's fingers all snaky, and the cockroaches are coming out of Nancy. I will say there's a couple shots when Nancy is standing there in like her witchy boots and like her big long flowy fabrics that very much reminded me of Hocus Pocus. And the only reason it did was because I'm a very big fan of Hocus Pocus and I've seen it. I can't even count how many times, but like that shot of like the boots with the flowy gown and the flowy fabric and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Very Bette Midler turning into a statue at the end of Hocus Pocus. Um, oh. And it just made me, it made me feel feels in my like childhood heart. But um yeah, so, yeah, so so now Nancy is, like, so basically Sarah is now pushing Nancy over the edge. And she's, um, she's going batshit crazy. Like, yeah. absolutely. Losing yeah. her fucking mind. 100%. And, like, Sarah tries to bind her again. And now this is when Nancy's, like, nah, bitch, you're not going to bind me. I'm going to stab you instead. Um, and then there's one of, like, my favorite shots in the whole movie when they're, like, flying through the air into the hallway but they're sideways and they smack against the wall and like nancy's like on top of sarah with the knife that was good and like you know she like trashes sarah's room and she's like looking for sarah under all of her stuff and she's like sarah's clothes and it's very like um it's very like wizard of oz like there's no body just clothes yeah yeah but she like did witchy like dissolve into the floor power thing to like not get smacked by that giant like you know bookcase or whatever that was so yeah um no this is like the end of the final showdown and um yeah i mean i guess we're like obviously sarah is gaining power um it's not that nancy is losing power but like it just, it seems like now suddenly, like, Sarah is somehow stronger than Nancy ever was. Oh, and I remember she's like, Manon has a, has a has a message for you. He doesn't like how you've been abusing the power he's given you. And I'm just like, Manon comes into you, like, he gives you his being and power. So he's taught, like, I don't know, that just, there's something, like, very overtly like kind of sexual about that especially with nancy because she's like come into me manon like give me come into me and like be inside of me manon and i'm just like yeah okay whatever calm the fuck down like 
Um, but yeah, so so now um, Sarah like does the last final thing and kicks Nancy down the hallway into another <laughs> mirror. <laughs> It's like a fucking football all the way down the hallway. <laughs> and then just, there like, is like gliding the... ever so delicately. Yeah, like like very much like, oh I'm flying through the and then smack. And then there's like the one kind of cheesy effect in the movie that like glass falling, like the fade to glass falling. Oh yeah. Um it's very night of the demons when the mirror shatters. <laughs> yeah, except um it's all over Nancy. It's all over Nancy. So, like, um, after that happens, like, the some time has passed, and uh, Rochelle and Bonnie show up, and they're like, oh, that outfit that Bonnie's wearing is hideous. It's like a brown pinstriped unisuit. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's awful, and I hate it. Wardrobe, you should be ashamed of yourself. It's still very 90s, though. Like, let's be honest. Oh, it's still very ugly. Mm-hmm. So they like show up and they're like, mm, we're like, sorry. Oops. Yeah. Like, fuck you, you stupid. Yeah. Cunt. Like, yeah. no one's going to be like, oh my God, I forgive you. Like, you, you made me believe that my parents died. Like, oh, like, I totally forgive you. Fuck you. Also, you showed up at my house and you tried to kill me. Yeah. Like, fuck you. But you also tried to tell me my dad was dead. And, These and then they were like, there's, there's... and then they were like, mm, but do you have like powers still? Cause we don't. And then Sarah does like the, the whoosh, like she changes the clouds and, and like... she shows her wig line again by accident. Mm, yeah. Oops. Um, but like, she only does it because like, I think maybe, I think it's Rochelle. She's like, she like mumbles to, to Bonnie how like, I bet she doesn't have any power left either. And yeah. she's like, the fuck you say, bitch. Um... And then, and then they're like, well, if you ever, like, want to hang out and, like, you know, like, chant and stuff. And it's like, who the fuck says that? Like, no. Do you yeah. want to, like, I'm sorry we try to kill you, but, like, do you want to hang out and chant? Like, it's fine. Or, like, like you know, like, if you want to, like, okay. hang out and, like, call the corners and, like, you know, like, whatever. We can, we can do, like, facials and pedicures, but, like, also let's cast spells. Can we do that? Okay. Like, we'll go to Blockbuster and we'll hang out. No. no. Nobody wants to be your friend. You're mean. Yeah. You're lucky that you're still beautiful, Bonnie, and you're lucky you still have all your hair, Rochelle. Like, yeah, you got all lucky. You got you got to keep your stuff. Meanwhile, they got to keep their stuff, and Nancy fucking lost her mind. Yeah, like all the way, like, like all the way gone. Like she is strapped to the bed in the psych ward. Like a big burly ass orderly comes over and like boop pops that you know whatever the fuck sedative right in her hip and she's like why did you leave me and it's like maybe because you are crazier than any person ever right and like she's just like i'm flying i'm flying he made me he helped me fly i was flying and don't say that shit in a psych ward yeah don't say that shit yeah and and the nurse is like okay calm the fuck down now you need a Um, nap and then, like, so that's the end. Like, you know, Sarah still has her power, but she's not going to be stupid and only use it when she needs to. Like, showing two cunts that used to be her friends that if they do come up here and try to, you know, do anything shady, she's going to make a tree fall on them. I mean, isn't that a euphemism for high school? Like, yeah. we're best friends, but you're also bitchy. And right. I don't want to be your friend anymore. Yeah, we're, we're all frenemies. Um, you know, don't, don't step up unless you have, 
um, the receipts to show me, um, you know, uh, check yourself before you wreck yourself, um, all the 90s things, which, you know, now can be translated to all the 2010 things, you know, whatever they may be, you know, shade, check your lipstick before you come for me, um, whatever, you know. Um, so overall, an extremely enjoyable, extremely well-made piece of cinema. Okay, so as somebody who has finally watched this through all the way, start to finish, top to mm-hmm. bottom, Nicholas, uh-huh. how many pumpkins are we talking here? So um, out of five, um, uh, my heart is saying 4.5. And like, it kind of hurts me because I want to give it five. And I don't know why I don't want to give it five, but like my heart is saying, don't give it a five. And maybe it's just because I haven't, maybe it's the same thing for you, like with Night of the Demons, where you just haven't seen it enough times to appreciate it for everything that it is. But I don't know. I just feel like there's some problematic things about it that aren't super problematic, but like make me eye roll a little bit too much. Um, I think if I had not, I think if I had seen this movie before I was 30 and married, like, I would have been super obsessed with, like, these characters and Nancy and, like, just feeling empowered and, like, who am I in this world and, like, all of those things. But I think because I saw this after I was married to a very homosexual man um like I 100% totally get why it needs to be a staple in any homosexuals collection of horror movies um and or scary movies because some people don't think this is a horror movie okay whatever um but like I don't know um I just feel like there's some things about it that are a little bit like blah you know like um, and I can't, like, I feel like I could just keep making excuses, but I can't fully put my finger on it why it's not a five. So honestly, maybe I should just give it a five. I mean, it's, it's a perfect, wonderful capsule of nineties culture. Like ultimately like this, like if someone was like, I need to teach you what the nineties were about, like this would be in the time capsule with like clueless and scream and um what other fucking movie i mean spice world would be in my 90s capsule probably not in everybody's no it's in mine and i think it should be in everybody's but i feel like um in that vein of the mid 90s this is basically the goth version of clueless yeah yeah it's just these girls are like i mean and let's be honest like at the end of clueless the point was to like understand that like yeah, they're clueless, but, like, these these girls are smart and have good heads on their shoulders. But, like, the craft came in super hot. Like, you know, like, these are just four girls living their lives. And and they don't need to, t- like, they don't, they don't need somebody to tell them what to wear. And they don't need to be popular. Like, they're just, like, they found their niche. They found their group. Like, it's fine. So, anyway, I'm going to retract my 4.5. Okay. I mean, just, I'm just going to give it a 5. I'm so glad. Yeah. Um, all things considered, 
this movie actually did side note this movie actually did uh follow all of the mpaa guidelines to get a pg-13 really yeah but the mpaa actually gave it an r rating because it featured witchcraft and they didn't think that was um you know too kosher because i'm pretty sure the mpaa is made of like eight like extremely it's like white men and white men white women there's like um Mm -hmm. there's like a whole documentary about it and i forget what it's called but i'll figure it out and i'll give it to you so you can post about it if you give a shit but um 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 massive eye roll that's all i have to say about that without hesitation this is my penultimate five pumpkin rating mm-hmm. so then and we it, agree yeah it's the first time we're agreeing on a score yeah i mean like if i could use this as like a judge for every five i would if i could use this as like the guidelines for judging any movie i would but i can't because it doesn't work that way yeah but um and i think it is because i've seen it a million and one times. I watched it twice this week, and I didn't give a shit about it. I was like, mm, "Yeah, that, 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 I, have a, I have an hour and a half. Let's put on the craft. Why yeah, don't we?" That's definitely one thing about this movie. Like, I could just watch this over and over again, and like not be like super annoyed by like I know what's coming next because and it is just really good. And, and maybe that's, that's ultimately yeah. Like maybe that's why I w- didn't want to give it a five to begin with because I was annoyed how much I liked it. Oh, that happens. It's like, I'm uncomfortable that I enjoyed this. Yeah, which I shouldn't be. Like, this is a movie right up my alley in all of the ways. You literally, know? literally. Oh. Um, okay, yeah. so um, five pumpkins. Five pumpkins. Five pumpkins. Um, do you want to give our friends a little uh, a little little bit of information about your pick for next week since we're going to continue this trend of women in horror in the month of february yes girl i'm gonna keep this short and sweet um disco prom disco madness prom night jamie lee curtis yeah our ultimate our ultimate um collective horror girl crush yes jamie lee curtis always Um, forever yeah. And Prom Night has its issues as a movie, not because it's problematic, but just because it's not that great of a movie, but there is a <laughs> disco prom, and that's all I need in my life. Um, can we dedicate next week's episode to your mom? Oh my god, yes we can. Camille. <laughs> Camille, disco Camille. prom. Um, alright, so we're gonna try our new sign-off language for this week. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Keep on creeping on, friends, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.